Hi, I'm Chuck Friedman and you're listening to The Developer's Edge. On this show, we talk to the most inspiring members of our community from around the world and discuss their stories, upcoming projects, and more. Welcome to The Developer's Edge. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Developer's Edge. Today, I have the distinct pleasure of talking to a teammate, uh, someone who has been here for me as I've gotten started at Akamai. And I'm so excited to talk with him today and get to know him even more. Mike Ellison, our developer advocate. Mike, great to talk to you today. How are you doing? Doing great, Chuck. Uh, thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to diving deeper into who I am and how I can help Akamai. So yeah, I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Well, I, I'm really, this is such a great opportunity. We've had some great conversations. Um, many thanks to you, of course. Uh, one of the common things we've been talking about with everybody is our, our developer advocacy program, our developer champions program, and you've played a huge role really in engaging uh, other folks across the company at Akamai uh, in kind of the mold of what you do, which is to really focus on developer enablement and success. Um, can you give me a bit of a background of the program, like what was in place as you started in on it, and, and what was your role in sort of uh, finding the right people to, to help in this uh, mission of ours to, to bring success to our developers. I've been a developer advocate for a year and a half now. And at the same time as we started that program, the team was reduced to a smaller size. And the goal there was to how can we scale up the developer advocacy team with not a, a fixed amount of dedicated people, but how can we expand that across the entire global Akamai organization? We have about seven to 8,000 employees. And in there, we have seen and already recognized some key talent of uh, pre-sales engineers, of professional service uh, services consultants that have a very strong connection to the Akamai developer program by itself. They are working with our customers that are uh, power users of Akamai Developer, and that of course entails the Akamai APIs, the command line interface, or even the Akamai Terraform provider. So at the beginning of uh, 2020, we recognized that and started this Akamai Developer Champion program. And that program started with around 10 or so champions and has now grown into a 40 and close to 50 uh, champions worldwide, uh, really all over the place, uh, pretty much in every continent we have. Uh, one or more uh, developer champions that help us expand that program, create articles for us, help us make videos, help review new tools and new features together with the engineering teams. Because the champions at the end, they are really the core voice when it comes to talking to our customers. They are part of the so-called Akamai account team. They talk to these large customers and can help relay that uh, more so uh, than maybe our engineering teams who, of course, talk to customers as well, but not on a daily basis. Um, you know, I, one of the questions I love to ask is, at what point did things click for you where you said, I, I think I'm, I think I'm on, on track to doing what I want to do when I grow up? Yeah, so it's a very, very good question. So I grew up in the 90s, and here in the Netherlands, the 90s was really sort of the boom of computers, the internet, and I was always fascinated by it, by that. I had two uncles at the time who started getting into their career as well. 
uh, working for companies that had to deal with anything from software development, from uh, network uh, architecture. So from a very early age, I realized that is sort of the path that I want to pursue. I didn't really have any other sort of college choices. You get a very general education uh, here in the Netherlands up until 16, 17 years old. That's when you make a decision to go into a bachelor degree, which is different than how the U.S. handles that, which is more generalist. And here it's very focused. So I pick uh, IT as my as my bachelor degree. And that gave me such a, a good head start into every area, software development, uh, network architecture, um, how basically the whole internet landscape works. So after uh, graduating, there was the, uh, you know, the global crisis happening at the time, the economic crisis around 2008 and nine. So I wasn't able to jump directly from sort of bachelor into a job. It took a little while, but then I joined a uh, consultancy agency that allowed me to, to work as a software developer. I, I was able to get schooled in uh, Java development, uh, which was very popular at the time. It still relatively is, of course. And then through that company, they would send me out on assignments. So I worked for a large Dutch bank. I worked for a large Dutch uh, um, beer company. It's probably the only one that exists out there. And that really opened my eyes because while I am a I'm, I can develop code. I realized that I am not the type of developer that really likes coding over and over and over. I realized that there is more to that. What is it that's igniting you um, this far into your career that's sort of keeping you on your toes, keeping you excited about what you get to do uh, every day, every week, uh, working with our platform and our community? Well, that's, again, a very good question. So. What I like about the role that I'm currently in is Akamai by itself is a very exciting platform to work with. There are so many different solutions and areas that you can go into. Over the eight years that I've been with Akamai, I've been able to delve in each of those areas, whether it's our CDN area, whether it's our application security and understand those products very well and then work with customers in the past. But then in the last three years, we've seen such a rapid growth when it comes to, to DevOps, to DevSecOps, automation. Now there is observability. So there's so many different companies and vendors out there trying to create meaningful solutions that can help developers, that can help operations teams, and in the end, the whole DevOps cultures really expand in their respective areas. And that is what, what really excites me. Yeah, I, you're definitely a go-to person in many ways. Um, being able to listen and learn and sort of figure things out uh, rather quickly in the role that you have. And I think that applies to developers in general who are constantly learning new techniques and new skills and optimizing, uh, especially those that are in roles where you know performance, optimization, security are key. What are some of the habits that you picked up in your career that allow you to do that? Or is that just something that, that is an inherent skill that you found you, you just have in your pocket? That's a very good question because a lot of the things that I, I try to do that just feel natural to me. So when it comes to, to learning, I would say I've always had an aptitude for picking up skills rather quickly. Just 
comparing it to to peers for instance i'm a big gamer as well and when i compare picking up a new video game i'm very easy easy to just pick it up and understand the, the sort of the fundamentals of it and being able to play it and looking at some peers maybe it takes them a little bit more time to kind of understand that so that is sort of a natural skill that i have but another thing is sort of the drive to solve the puzzle myself i think that is really a, a key thing that i'm starting to more and more so realize again comparing it to 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 other other people is i have this natural drive to not necessarily my first reaction is to reach out to somebody else and ask them for the answer it's really sort of a drive for me is to use the internet and solve that so if we again take an example of a a new technology or a new tool my first instinct is to go on google and just try to look for information about it what is it how does it work and then then try to assimilate that information and then if i have questions then to try to find a person that i think could help me further and it's it's also something that i would definitely give as an advice to somebody else out there is spend maybe three to five more minutes before you ask the question on trying to find the answer yourself because in doing so it will allow you to get good at finding answers and especially when it comes to Akamai we have so many different places where you could go we have our internet we have our documentation there's just so much information out there and there's also kind of a, a challenge factor for me is whenever I see a question being asked in some of our shared uh, group chats I have that that sort of that drive to find the answer uh, just for my own sake but sometimes also a sort of a small competitive edge which is can I find the answer faster than anybody else so that allows me to kind of get this reputation of Mike knows a lot of the answers so let's go to Mike to, to ask that and it's been interesting to see how that has grown over time uh, with the different roles that I've had what are some of the things on the horizon that uh, that you think are are people should be aware about, or or maybe recent innovations that, if you could kind of, you know, take say, take some huge billboard space out, or or really kind of drill home, um, you know, Akamai's great at certain things, or or stay tuned because what you're using now is going to get better very quickly. What are, what are some of those highlights that uh, that excite you? Yeah, so I'm, I've always been very fond of Akamai's security solutions. They are, from the start of my career at Akamai, is something that I had to dive deep into. Uh, it ties into, at the start of my career at Akamai, was when a lot of Dutch companies were under heavy attack, which led me to having to integrate a lot of our security solutions. And I've been able to see sort of that growth as Akamai has been growing, where we added more features, more solutions in there. And what I'm excited about is we are soon going to release a brand new sort of web application firewall engine that will really make things even more intelligent and can help with, we're calling that the adaptive security engine, which can really help reduce the amount of false positives that we see when we're, we're monitoring or checking if that is a legitimate request or if it's an attack. So all this innovation that is happening, that is what, what really excites me. So that's on the one end, the security aspect, which 
from from its ground up and everything that is part of that that suite of solutions is something I'm I'm very passionate about and that also led me to wanting to create our application security and Akamai developer training series, which is on the YouTube channel as well. What are some of the things that we're doing on the developer front, uh, be it tools, uh, some some of our new strategy coming uh, to light as we build our team, you know that that excite you most. What do you think? What do you think is going to benefit developers in our growing community uh, most over the next you know six, nine, twelve months ahead? Yeah. So from my side, it's it's always been uh, Terraform for the last two years, which that Terraform from HashiCorp is kind of again the reason why we're sitting here today and I'm in this developer advocate role. I first found out about Terraform about three years ago when I was still in the pre-sales engineer's role. Customers or prospects at the time were reaching out to me and say, hey, I'm very interested in looking at Akamai as a vendor. Do you have this Terraform provider? And at the time I was like, uh, I don't think so, let me look into it. Then reading up on it, I started realizing really the power of infrastructure as code being able to create a very simple 100 line, maybe 200 line of code to be able to generate infrastructure, create servers, create all the settings you want on those servers in the cloud, or then in Akamai's case, being able to create Akamai configurations, which at that time, Akamai was still very focused on the Akamai control center, our user interface, being able to click around and set everything up. So I started asking questions to our product teams and engineering teams, Terraform provider, are we looking into that? And that was put on a roadmap and wasn't really looked into. And then slowly over time, we had to jump on that same bandwagon. And that is what I've been, been part of for the last year and a half is really helping that grow, be part of the design documents for our Terraform provider and now we have a very strong core that allows our Akamai core functionality to be part of that, but there are some, some sort of ancillary products and solutions that are not part of that yet that we are now accelerating and developing for to the point where I hope indeed within a year we have this really strong Akamai Terraform provider that allows you to, and that is what I am very passionate about, is to create these templates that allow you to fill in variables and really just by the click of a button, or in this case, a Terraform apply, is to generate an Akamai delivery configuration and an Akamai certificate and an Akamai application security configuration with all the best practices and all the knowledge that me and of course the champions we share collect, collectively share on that to give that into the hands of our customers and say, hey, if you wanna get started with Akamai, use this template, it will save you time, it will save you uh, time to click and generate everything manually or learn how to stitch that all together. We can do that for you. You mentioned you grew up in the 90s. A lot of awesome games and properties coming to life in that in that era. Have you ever dug back further and played any retro games or emulated anything like that that uh, you, you're, you become a huge fan of? Oh, definitely. I've been... Uh... Again, early, late 90s, early 2000s, I definitely did a, a look back on types of video games that were coming out at the time. I pretty much played a lot of the games of, from the Nintendo Entertainment System, Sega Genesis as well. So that has been, been a lot of fun. Um, one game in particular, I have to call out, it's a, it's a cyberpunk adventure called Snatcher. 
It's also one of the rarest games out there. I'm a huge fan of Blade Runner. It's probably my favorite movie. Wow. And that takes a lot of heavy inspiration from Blade Runner and Terminator as well. And it's uh, it's definitely a, a great game that I, I highly recommend. It, it, in English, it only came out on the Sega CD, which not a lot of people know about. So definitely recommend that one. I want to say having you on, on the show today, uh, a chance to get to know you a bit more. Uh, in addition to uh, the incredible support that you've provided me personally and being just a great foundation for the team that we'll be building uh, in, in the months and years to come. Uh, really something to look forward to. And I know uh, the company benefits uh, and really most importantly for both of us, uh, our developers and, and our community will benefit as we build on your particular brand of how you approach developer advocacy and uh, how we collectively solve problems and help developers uh, be successful together. So thank you so much. No, it's absolutely my pleasure. And of course, if anybody out there listening to this has any questions and I can help them on their way with Akamai or anything that comes to mind, you can reach out to me. You can find me on the social media under Security Level Up. I'm happy to help out. And that's, that's just what, what drives me. Thank you for joining us on the Developer's Edge. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you'd like to hear more, head to the Akamai Developer YouTube channel to check out some of our other developer stories. Till next time, take care and we'll talk again soon.